talk some more today about the glory of God and how God's glory is his revealed presence. More than just his presence, but his revealed presence, his recognized presence as he show forth his power. And I want us to talk today about more of the negative, and that is when the glory's gone, when there is no glory. The nation of Israel had gotten far from God, and even the spiritual leaders, Eli the priest and his two sons, were not obedient and godly. So in a battle with their enemies, the Philistines, the, the Israelites had brought the Ark of the Covenant to the battlefield to ensure their victory. Now the Ark was a small chest of a wood covered with gold, which God had directed them to build. And over the chest hovered two carved figures known as the cherubim or angels. There were also on the top of the chest, known as the mercy seat, was the symbol of God's redeeming power. The ark contained two tablets of the Ten Commandments, a pot of manna, and the rod of Moses that had budded. The ark was the symbol, just the symbol of God's presence among his people. And so the people brought the ark to the battlefield because they thought if they had that ark there, which symbolized his presence, it would ensure a victory over their enemies. They believed it had some kind of magical powers, which it did not. And God's glory had already departed because of their sins and because of their evil. And they couldn't substitute a symbol for his presence. And a lot of times we do the same thing. We sing and we pray and we preach and we do communion and all these other things, but it's just something we're going through as kind of a ritual. We just do it, but our hearts aren't in it and we're not really seeking God. Now, the people of Israel in this battle were terribly defeated, and the Ark of the Covenant was captured by their enemies, the Philistines, and taken back to their capital city. The wife of Phinehas, who was one of the priests, the sons of Eli, <coughs> having heard the news that the Ark had been taken and that her husband had been killed in the battle, went into labor. She was pregnant and near birth time and gave birth to a son. She died shortly after the birth, but not before she named the son Ichabod, which means no glory. She said the glory has departed from Israel. You see, God's glory is removed from a person or a people when they neglect him and forget him. The word Hebrew for glory is kabod. It is used 375 times in the Old Testament. The Bible often, often, often speaks of the glory of God. The other word that is used only twice, Ichabod, means no glory. The glory is gone. It's, it's important for us to understand what that means. We must recognize first when the glory, is the glory of God is gone. I want to show you how you can tell if you have the glory of God in your life. First, the glory of God can be removed from a nation. Israel as a nation had experienced God's glory. They knew what it was to have a cloud that represented God's glory, guide them by day, and a pillar of fire guide them by night. They knew the blessing of God and his revealed presence. But now at this point in their history, they were living in sin. They had rejected the Lord. And even though they did not realize it, they went into battle that day and no longer had upon them God's revealed presence and glory. I believe the same is true of our country, America. America no longer has God's glory upon it. It was founded by men and women, many of whom were committed to Christ. And even those who were not committed to Christ 
recognized God's power. Even in those days, God was honored. The Bible was considered God's divinely inspired word, and the people based their laws and directions upon the word of God. This is no longer so. God's been removed from the public schools. The Bible's been taken out of public life. A prayer cannot even be said in the classroom in a public way. Benjamin Franklin, when the country was floundering at a crucial point in its history, called for the people to pray. He called for the people at the Continental Congress to get on their knees and seek God. For he said, unless God intervenes, there is no answer. God did intervene and gave them an answer to their prayers. Early America showed many evidences of God's presence, even though there was also evil and iniquity and sin. Today, our country is in trouble in so many areas, and much of our greatness is slipping away, much that has made us great in the past. And it's so simply linked to the glory of God, it's hard to be missed. The glory of God can also be removed from a church. In the book of Revelation, chapters 2 and 3, Jesus writes to the churches, the seven churches of of Asia Minor. And in chapter 2, he writes to the church at Ephesus. He describes it as a hardworking, busy, active church, orthodox and doctrine and practice. However, God's glory is not there. Jesus said, I have this one thing against you. He listed all the things that were good, but he said, I have this one thing against you. You have left your first love, your love and devotion to me. You have not lost it. You've left it, which means you quit. You forsook it. You abandon loving me first. You're substituting activity for vitality. And it's not a discernible in activity, but in your attitude. The joy and thrill of worship are gone. The excitement of answered prayer is not there, for the glory of God has been taken away. You're just going through the motions. Now, many churches are doing exactly that. Now, that doesn't mean that God's presence is totally gone. It means that his revealed presence is gone. Because the people are in sin and life is not what it ought to be. And God told these churches, or the church at Ephesus, if you don't repent, I will remove your lampstand, which means I will remove the power of the church and take it away. It's a dead organization rather than a living organism. There was also the church at Sardis mentioned in Revelation chapter 3. Jesus said, you have the name that you are alive, but you are dead. You must wake up or you will have no hope. Both of these churches were unaware that God's glory was not there until it was revealed by Jesus. It's easy for us to just go through the motions of doing church. It's so easy to sing the songs and pray the prayers and hear the sermons and just go out to live like we always have. And that's when the glory of God is not real to us and we're not taking seriously who God is. Samson did the same thing in his life as a judge in Israel. He got into sin and evil, and eventually he woke up one day fighting his enemy, the Philistines, and he lost, and he said, the glory of God is gone. God's power is gone from me. You see, many of us still think that we can go on a decision made years ago to trust Christ and that the power of God will still be with us. He's with us. He never leaves us if we've trusted him, but his power and his glory are gone. And we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. I hope you'll be with me. God bless you. Have a great day.